Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. Today is Teachable Tuesday, so let's get down to business. I am so excited to talk to you tonight about this topic. I originally had on my mind, I wanted to share with with you guys regarding business, um, the subject on value. But tonight, there was a shift this weekend, um, an incident, something that took place that really brought me to the subject of respect. Respect within your company, respect between you and your employees, um, your management, supervision, every individual, no matter what rank or what position you're in, just the respect that we have for one another. And so let's dive right into this. Um, This is going to be a great lesson, mainly because it's more based off of um, experiences and my story. And I believe we can learn a lot from um, hearing each other's stories, um, the way that we Learn to uh, respond and not react. That's what relationship is. Relationship is learning how to respond and not react. A reaction is something quick that just takes place. It's all of a sudden. It is something that uh, maybe uh, we've heard it over and over growing up about. um, We don't think before we speak. And it's the same thing with our actions. And so when we take a moment to really analyze and look at the situation, really just stop and, and think about it. Um, we're better able to respond and not react in a way where we're going to have to try to figure out how to take that back or um, fix things later on. So the best way to explain the concept of respect is to tell a story. And that's what we're going to do here today. Um, we all love stories, don't we? I know I do. Um, and, I, and I mentioned it before because mainly, first of all, you get to know me better. You get to know um, my experiences and what I've been through, um, not something, you know, that is a story that I'm telling you that somebody else told me, but it's my first account of of things that I have personally gone through in, in different businesses, different positions, um, different industries. And then second, there's nothing like listening to someone share something they have actually been through that will actually teach, help to teach a wonderful principle. Um, that can help you grow and can help others grow. Um, you're able to utilize the same thing or the same principle to help those that are around you grow. So here we go. <clears throat> um, I talk a lot about this big brand grocery store that I used to work at. Now this um, applied to a lot of other places where I was. Uh, many people don't know that I actually worked in the hotel industry. It was a very short period because I was in school. Uh, we had just given birth to our daughters and so Um, it was kind of one of those, you know, side jobs, something, uh, part-time, but I did work the hotel industry, um, as a front desk agent, um, customer service, hospitality. And then I did a lot of, uh, retail or several years of retail, just different stores and helping customers, um, really find the things that they needed, helping to fit them more of a, um, higher clientele. And so we learned how to, I say we, um, but speaking for, you know, many other people that I know that have been in the same area, learned how to deal with um, customers of all types. Those that came in um, that knew exactly what they wanted, those that just wanted to come in and give you a hard time. You had those that sincerely just didn't know what they were looking for. And so there were some challenges there. But I want to tell you specifically about one of the more recent challenges that I had, um, and the way that I responded to it. Um, so, um, it was a big band, big brand grocery store. Um, 
And I've always had this huge heart for kindness and respect. That's just me. If you ask many people, um, that's pretty much it. Just kindness and respect. Doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what you're doing. It's just showing kindness and respect. And so that's a very big deal with me, which I believe is probably why my heart is so much in customer service and in training. So um, I knew for some reason it bothered me so much to see people get mistreated. It, um, I, I learned something very early on. And I've mentioned this several times in some of the past episodes, but most people are not angry at you. And I'm going to keep saying it through every single episode training um, moment that I have to help you understand your employees and your customers and your management is that they are not angry at you. Most of the time, they are not angry at you. It is nothing that you did. They are angry about the current situation that they are in or maybe have just come out of and you just happen to be their target. I want you to hear that. You just happen to be their target. You are that first that first person right there in their way after something has happened or maybe in the midst of something happening. They're just frustrated. They're upset. And they need someone or something to take it out on. And it happens to be you. But what if we could be the love and the patience and the compassion that someone needed that day? But here's the truth. We instead get very offended. Um, we're ready to strike back. And it's sad because even with complete and total strangers, that's why there is so much um, anger and hate in this world right now because we're so ready to react to what someone else is saying or doing. And they're a complete stranger and we take such offense to it that we're ready to attack. Not even understanding the situation. Now, I totally understand, um, you know, protecting yourself or standing up for what you believe is right. But to get in that mode of allowing it to bother you so much and then you have to stop later on and say, well, who was that person? Or I don't even know what kind of problem they had with me, but they had a problem with me. Um, a lot of people go through this in grade school, middle school, high school. We don't know why someone has a problem with us, but they sure did. And come to find out later on in life, they may have truly struggled through some things during those grades and those levels um, in their home or in their church or with other friends or being bullied or whatever it is. And you just happen to be the target. So I like to explain it this way. I have um, what I would call a twofold gift. I can light a fire under someone's behind and I can usually diffuse a fire that has lost control. So lighting a fire under somebody's behind is really getting them um, worked up in a positive way, excited about what it is that they're doing, um, looking at the challenge and saying, yes, let's do this. And I can also diffuse a fire when it comes to maybe an upset customer, an upset employee, um, co-worker, um, management, there's always a way to kind of diffuse that lightly, even if it's out in public. Um, and these are the things that we have to learn and learn how to manage um, when it comes to these scenarios and these situations within our company. So I'm going to give you a very, very personal 
topic, which I believe, um, and I've seen a lot of people would have flown off the handle on this one. Um, but in that moment, I was able to stop and say, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to handle this the way that Jennifer would handle it, the way that I would handle it, not how everyone else would, but me. So there was one day when I was working in the back room of this grocery store. Um, we did the online grocery pickup department, and I found myself, as usual, working alone. It was a normal, reoccurring thing. Um, and when I say working alone, it just either people didn't show up. Um, we had a lot of call-outs in the mornings because I was at first shift, 5 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, you were just finding out as you arrived there that you were going to be short three and four people at a time. Um, a lot of this was going on in the past couple of years, you know, where, uh, COVID was just starting up. And so it was just that, that same scenario and we got tired of it, you know, feeling like here we go again, I'm going to have to take on the pressure and the stress of, of taking care of all these customers by myself. And then you're seeking and searching for help. You're seeking for help from other coworkers throughout the store. You're seeking for help from your management team. Um, your manager's not there because it's not their shift to be there. And so it was very frustrating. Um, <clears throat> so I did, however, know that my manager was due any moment at this, at this particular date and time um, because we had a special visit that day from our corporate person. Um, I was used to these routine visits. So what happens is he comes in, he makes sure that we're following protocol uh, with our routine and uh, make sure that our operations are running smoothly. And um, something about, you know, the way that I like to operate is uh, I do have my own system sometimes. Um, that's my own way of doing things when it would allow for it. So as an example, when the number of customers was low and the orders were small, I would prep for the day as far as possible. And I would also place orders in a numerical order for quick access and delivery. So I had, you know, several hours of time slots that were already filled up um, that where the orders would be prepared. I had all of the order bins with the numbers in order on the side of the bin so that as, as I did receive help, people could come in and just find the order quickly and take it straight out to the vehicle. Um, <clears throat> this was not the way that it was typically run, um, you know, within this company because we needed as much space as possible on busy days. Meaning if we had only six bays, a bay was a certain area space, um, we could only fill up to maybe two bays because we had so many orders that one hour slot would fill, um, you know, maybe two to three bays. Or we'd have these huge orders where people would have 10 to 15, sometimes 20 bins. And so it got really crowded. Well, this was on busy days. And so in my mind, I thought, well, on slow days, we already know how many orders have come in for the day. I can go ahead and prep ahead of time. Um, so this was not a busy day. The load was extremely light. And when I tell you it was like five to six orders per hour, we could stage up to a, uh, six hours in advance just to help us get into a flow for the day. I did everything else according to the rules except for that one system. 
So when the corporate guy came in and began to check things, he complimented everything except for my planning out ahead of schedule. It wasn't a bad system. It just wasn't in accordance with their rules. So I want you to hear that. It was not a bad system. It was not that, you know, someone suggested something that was um, going to screw everything up or get things confused. Um, It just wasn't the way that they did it. And when there's a protocol and there's a certain way of doing things or a system, they expect you to stick by it. Um, So when it came to the system I had created, I expected my manager to cover me. Um, and just explain the reason why we had implemented this system on occasions such as this. The fact that our orders were low that day. It was the only reason we were using the system. And so I expected him to cover me, and he did not. Um, Instead, he went on to tell the corporate guy that at times I just did it my way. Um, And it was a perfect opportunity to lose it. I was going to lose my mind and get upset. Such a valid reason. But instead, I just waited. I waited until he was done helping our visitor, you know, and and answering his questions. And then I addressed the issue. I quietly called him over while our visitor was on the other side of the room working with other things. And this was my response. And I want y'all to pay attention to the way that I handled the situation because I didn't call him out in front of his, um, in front of his boss, pretty much, or his supervision. I waited until he was done. Now I was fuming. I was so upset. I was still doing my job. I was still trying to make sure that things were getting done, but I was so upset. I was still kind of by myself, didn't have help yet, and I was still upset. But I waited until he was done helping the other gentleman, and then I called him over. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I said to him. These were my words exactly. I did not appreciate you throwing me out there in front of our corporate management, especially since I do everything I can to cover you when this person comes to visit. Everything was at the highest standards for you to look good. You have given me permission to use my systems for days like today and you flat out told him that I just do things my way. That was wrong of you to say that and I just wanted you to know that I felt like it was out of line. Now did you hear the response? I reminded him. Reminded him of what he allowed me to do. He agreed with my system. He knew that it made things work smoothly, more smooth, um, faster, better. Our customers were happy. I could go out there and they would be amazed at how quickly we had their groceries outside. They were so sweet. They always left us wonderful reviews. And the system was only implemented on the days when we needed it, which were our slow days. And so I reminded him in my response that I was upset that he did not cover me because I always cover him because I always make sure things are excellent for him when I know that his upper management is coming and that he has always given me permission to implement that system whenever we had days that were slow. And I just wanted him to know 
that I felt like it was out of line. Period. Now, when I tell you this man stepped back, I mean, he leaned back in shock when I directly spoke to him like this, which is what people will tell you. I can be very direct. I'm not going to be rude. I, I, I will never tell someone off. I will never cuss somebody out. That's just not me. It's not my character. But I was very direct. And I was able to tell him straight and for him to just look at me like he learned something about me that day. I was not going to be walked over and made to look like I was an insubordinate when I know that I added so much value to that department. I also had the greatest of opportunities to raise my voice and, like I said, cuss him out and walk away. I have seen so many people get so mad that they just drop what they're doing in that back room or in that aisle of the store or whatever and just walk off. They're angry and they're mad and sometimes justifiably so. But I didn't. I stood there. I could have walked away, but I didn't. Because I'm not about to act like who I'm not. That's not who I am. And finally, out of respect, I went to him. I addressed my concern without jumping over his head and running to his boss. Which I see a lot of employees, coworkers, managers. They all do this. Not, not all of them, but a lot of people will do this because... They feel like they can't communicate with the person that they're working with or working for. And so they immediately, their first thought is to jump over their head, run to somebody else and tell on them because that will get it, get the, the, the problem solved a lot faster. And that's not true. A lot of times it just creates even more of a tension between between the people that have to work together and they can no longer work well together because now they're upset at each other when all they had to do was talk to each other. Now, let me tell you how all of this um, worked out in the end. He apologized and he actually went on to correct the situation. He went and explained to the visitor why I implemented that system on slower days. It helps to know the facts. It really does. And if we are too afraid to point out the facts and to speak up in times where we feel like we're being wronged, and it's not to say that our upper management is always going to treat their employee wrong um, or vice versa, but it's to say that we still have a right to speak up. We still have a right to express when we feel like something was out of line. So... When I explained after that, that most of the times um, I'm in the back for at least two to three hours alone each morning because of call outs and I was in charge of both staging and delivery, the system made sense to make sure that everything was in order, make sure that it was easily accessible and led to a faster delivery to each vehicle, which in turn brought us in five-star reviews for our store. Now, did I receive any recognition for the reviews? No. But were my customers happy? Yes. 
and that was all that I needed. The smiles and the gratitude were the reward that lasted even up until today. To know that I was able to serve someone, serve them with a smile, even under the conditions of not having enough help back there, um, feeling like that I was running out of time, just frustrated. Um, to know that I did something to help make someone else's day. That was all that I needed. That was the reward in itself. So relationship allows us to respond and not react. Problems do not get solved with reactions. I want you to hear that. Problems do not get solved with reactions. When we learn to respond, it brings with it a grace that says, I know we may have a situation, but how can we handle this? And I'm willing to listen to your concern. Most of the time, people just want to be heard. They want to be understood. Even if we don't always agree. That right there is very important to learn. We are not always going to agree. We are not always going to have the same ideas. We can create a system, and if we can prove that it works and that it helps, then someone may begin to listen or actually allow that thing to take place, that system to work on our behalf. But we also have to be in agreement, agreement that it was allowed for that moment, even if we initially did not agree. And then there are things that we are just flat out not going to agree on, and that's okay. But to be able to communicate through relationship and learning how to respond and not react, that is what we need back in our businesses, um, our teams, the relationship between one another. Um, we're not asking my boss or my coworker to be my best friend, but just knowing that we can communicate is very important. And we have lost that in this day and age. We have lost so much of that. I can walk into a store and feel the tension and the frustration and the um, no relationship and no communication, just as I did this weekend with my family. And this is why this whole subject came. I, I had to completely push away the other subject because... We can see these things and we can feel these things as customers going into an establishment. What are you doing for your company when you're just out in the open showing this lack of respect and this lack of communication with your people? I'm going to break it down for you <clears throat> exactly what happened in this short story. So... On Sunday, my family and I, we walked into a um, smaller grocery store to go and grab a couple of things that maybe we might need for, you know, Memorial Day, um, pick up something for lunch. And so as we walk in, I go to grab a, a shopping cart and we start to walk through the store. We go and get all the things that we need and we come up to the checkout. Now, as we roll up to the checkout, I kind of noticed that the young lady at the, the front is having a hard time. So I assume maybe, you know, it's just been busy. Um, she's having a hard time getting things to scan. The woman beside her at the next checkout is 
really looking over her shoulder a lot, you know, and, and trying to tell her, well, try to do this and make sure you do that. And, um, today's going to be a busy day. So if you need any help, just let me know. So at that point I assumed, okay, she must be somewhat training. You know, she kind of knows what she's doing, but just in case she forgets anything, her manager is there. I assume the woman was a manager because she was acting like it. You can kind of tell when you walk into a store who's portraying that I'm in charge. So when it's our turn, we get up to the register um, and um, she's trying to scan some of our produce and the barcode isn't scanning. And so, of course, the lady behind her again is watching and she's like, you got to spread the barcode. And she's kind of, you know, barking orders at her in a nice way, but really, really hovering instead of taking care of her own customers. I noticed these things. I mean, she actually stepped out from behind her register to come around and try to help the girl do what she was telling her to do, and it didn't even work. So this is how I'm seeing everything. Um, I'll tell you my husband's response to it um, when I get done. So as we're, she's checking us out, um, the one lady, not, not too long before that, when we were still in line, let me back up a little bit, we hear her yell out, oh my goodness, do you see this? Our um, cashier who is coming in to help us because it's so busy is pushing in a line of carts and she shouldn't be doing that. You know what? That's it. Send him home. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. Just get him out of here. Now, all the customers that are standing in line can hear this conversation between her and her employees, which is another reason why we assume she was a form of management. So coming back up to the register, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, let's just be really patient with this young lady because she's obviously training. She is having a hard time scanning everything, and it is not her fault. The barcodes are just not scanning. She's having to hand key everything. Um, when we got to the end of the transaction, she's looking at the piece of paper that came out of the register. And um, at that time, I saw her looking confused, and I said, oh, oh um, you know what? I think the receipt goes to my my app, my rewards app. So don't worry about it. And she says, are you sure? And then the lady behind her immediately, uh, ma'am, 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 do you want a printout? Would you like a printout? Because we can print it. I said, no, 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 it's, I'll, I'll get it on the app. Well, we can print it out for you. Make sure that if they want a printout, you give them a printout. I said, it's fine. We don't need, we don't need the receipt. I remembered it goes to the app. We hadn't even asked for a receipt. And so again, it's kind of like, okay, lay off of her a little bit. She's okay. She's doing a great job. And as we're walking out, I remember telling my husband, these are the things that bother me the most because you're not allowing your employees to work and prove themselves. You're not allowing them to ask for help when they need it. You're hovering and you're trying to um, make sure that you're telling them everything to do. And a lot of times you're not making things any easier for them. You're, you might be even ruffling some feathers. You might be um, making the customers uncomfortable. I felt very uncomfortable, you know, thinking about how these other two employees may have felt being talked about or treated that way. And of course, you know, my husband, he responds with, well, it's kind of hard because it's a lot better seeing that there is a manager who is on top of their people, but there has to be balance. And I said, exactly. There has to be a balance. And this was way too much that was going on here because you're saying that you don't trust your people. 
you're saying that you're fed up with your people. You are frustrated with your people. They are not living up to your expectations. They are not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not doing exactly what you um, told them to do. And so not only are we, you're saying that, you're saying it in front of all of your customers. And so now your customers are sensing that and feeling that, that the relationship between you and your people is kind of chaotic. And the last thing that I remembered as we were walking out of the store was I kept thinking about the young man that she was talking about who was out in the, um, in the parking lot who was supposed to have been gathering the shopping carts. And she mentioned in front of everybody, he was a 16 year old boy. Um, he should be able to do that. Um, you know, shouldn't be the ladies or the other, you know, workers. He's a young kid. You know, he should be strong enough to handle this job. And as I walked out, I thought, it is hot. It is so hot. Talking about like humid hot out here. And when we walked in the store to grab a shopping cart and there were only three carts in the, the basket area, he was pushing in a whole row of carts. So this young man had been working. He had been doing something. And what's to say that the other employee that came in to help them wasn't just trying to help on her way in to push in other carts. We don't know. We don't know where that story, you know, came from. We don't know if that manager had an issue with the boy prior to that. But it is not something that you put on display in front of, out there in the front of your store, in front of your customers. There is a time where we should go back to covering our employees Nurturing them, not babying them, nurturing them, teaching them, talking to them, communicate with them, ask them questions, don't assume things, establish that relationship where you can come to an agreement and an understanding that there is a task or tasks that need to be done under your position title. That is what you've been hired for. Yes, we have to do our job and do it to the best of our ability. But if I were that employee standing out there being put on blast in front of everybody else, I would feel so outside of the circle, outside of that family, so frustrated, so eager to leave and to walk away and say, you know what, you want me to go home, I'll go home. And hopefully that young man responded the way that he needed to. Hopefully that young lady that was checking us out felt a little more confident and what she was doing and knowing that her customers were being so patient with her. There was no need to be on her back. We understand she's learning. And that hoping that the manager was able to show a little more grace and a little more trust in her people to be able to take those issues aside when nobody else is around and that those employees can find more trust and grace in her. So I want to leave y'all with that. That was so heavy on my heart. It is so important the way that we operate within our businesses and our companies with our people. It is so important. We want them as employers, we want them to do such a great job for us. We want them to give their all. We want them to help us be productive, to help us shine. And we can't do that if they're not shining along with us. 
So why don't we go out there and light their candle? <laughs> light that little flame up under their behind, as I spoke about before, so that they can help us diffuse the fires that need to be put out. Let them have that, that double blessing. Let them have that twofold gift that I talked about. Let us light the fires, the good fires, under the behinds of the people we trust with our um, mission, with our vision, so that they can help us diffuse the other fires within our company and we can grow. And so that is it for today. Um, we will see you back here on Friday for Faith Field Friday or I will see you back here on Tuesday for more business lessons. Um, thanks again and we will talk soon. God bless.